Now batting for the sports animal, your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Thursday, Albuquerque. Boys are in hollow spirits. That's what's up. The boys are here. Hanging out up until the beginning of the Isotopes game, which is uh, 6.15. This broadcast turns over to the Albuquerque Isotopes. We'll be here until then. If you're here, we'll hang out a little longer, though. Have a drink, have a meal. Alex Bullock will join us here in the first hour. We've got a bunch of events coming up, including 4th of July. Big barbecue cookout, cheap burgers, cheap dogs, and a hot dog eating competition that you and I, Van, will be hosting. And this should be a lot of fun. So stoked. You know, Hollow Spirits is always a great place to be. Great food, great drinks, great service, and uh, us will be here. But on Monday, we're super excited. Going to finish that thought? Dogs, burgers, okay. slides, <laughs> fun for the whole thing. Usually, like, this is more of a... Adult situation, date night, yeah. bring the fam Not out, stick the pinkies out, and have some good Not drinks and cocktails. Monday we're going to rage, and it's going to be fun for the whole family. Well, and when you say whole family, whole family, that's because they're going to have two-story slide, like a water slide. There's an ice cream truck. There's obviously drink specials, all that kind of stuff. Also taking donations to No Kid Hungry, and that's going to uh, it's a cool organization in town that, that helps some people. Yeah. That's what Hollow Spirits does. So come hang out with your boys on Monday. We're going to enjoy that. That's going to be a lot of fun. Or come hang out with us right now if you don't want to wait. We're up until 6.15. Joining us at 5 o'clock will be Jordan Mosley, and we're excited to have him on the program. Uh, one-time Gladiator back now again with the Gladiators. Uh, but he's got a pretty cool podcast, does some stuff with, uh, like, Jordan Apparel. You know, he's got, like, that kind of energy about him. So we're going to have him on. He's going to hang out with us for about an hour. We're going to talk – a lot of things NFL. We're going to talk a lot of things college football. As he has a world of exposure in both of those worlds. So we'll have him on for that, and that's going to be a lot of fun. 445, the Suge. Josh Sushan will join us. That will be good. NBA is all the news today, though. Ooh-wee. Before we get to that, Jerry, how is the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio? Okay. All right. Um, can't think of anything PG. Humming like a guy like a who bird. can't make analogies. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> NBA, all the talk today. You want to start with the good? You want to start with the bad? Uh, dealer's choice. Bad. Okay. NBA star Miles Bridges was arrested for felony domestic violence in Los Angeles yesterday. And he has now been released, and he's out at the local gymnasium working on his jump shot. I'm not joking. Man. That's uh, there's no good time for domestic violence. Nope. But on the eve of your free agency, that might be the worst. What's the NBA doing? Here? Allegedly, the allegedly. NBA trying to catch up to the NFL and Major League Baseball for weird stuff. This is a weird one. So the story, domestic violence charge. It. This is gonna sound bad. They're kind of a dime a dozen now. I mean, they're all terrible. They're all awful. And going into details on them. Is just kind of triggering, really. Won't address the arrest. Won't talk to the media. But he's got cameras out watching him do crossovers and jump shots. 
And he's got a pretty good crossover, pretty good jump shot. Not going to lie. Uh, he would probably fetch a max contract out on the market you considering think? these news didn't exist. He was the leading scorer for the Charlotte Hornets last year. You're not wrong. But he's a well above average basketball player. 24 years old. You put him on a six-year deal. You're going to have him through his entirety of his prime. The Charlotte Hornets said they're, quote, unquote, where the situation and they're in the process of gathering additional information. No further comment at this time. Um, he gone? I mean, well, it depends on the situation. Once more light comes out of this situation and you see what happens and the truth comes out, it's going to take a minute. So it's going to be quite similar, I'm assuming, not the severity <clears throat> or frequency of the situation, but I'm assuming it's going to be pretty close to the Sean Watson situation where somebody's going to try to get him on the cheap and drive the price down and uh, try to get him on a nice little deal. Did turn himself into authorities for that arrest. He is obviously um, disputing, you know, that everything that was accused. And there was a claim by a woman that she was in an argument with Bridges that turned physical. Police were called to the scene. Bridges was gone by the time that police arrived. And it was said that the woman did require medical attention. He is denying it, which makes sense. Sure, sure, sure. But not speaking to the media. Also, Bridges is a rapper. Don't know if you know that. That I did know, and I knew that literally this morning when I read the article. (laughs) Me being a huge hip-hop head, old-school rap fan, you'd think I would have heard of him. But no, I had to Google him and Spotify him. And uh, let's see here. Averaging 27 and 4. You think that's max contract numbers? Yeah. No. Yeah. 27 and 4. That's going to get you a max contract. Like you said, he gets to play through his prime. He'd be a great number two or number three for a contending team. But also, his numbers on the court are way better than his numbers on Spotify. His rap name is RTB. MB, and I don't see what that acronym stands for. No clue. Let's just go ahead and call him Ritba Mba. Ah, okay. So uh, Ritba Mba has uh, 1.6 million streams on his most popular song. That's pretty good. His most popular song is the intro. Well, once you get through the intro, you kind of got a good feel for it. Um, So that kind of means the album falls off pretty fast. Some if your claim, intro is the most listened to song. There's something to be said when you're kind of looking at a big paycheck. You just don't do dumb stuff. You don't do dumb stuff. Yeah, that helps. You walk away. And I'm a guy who I don't do super well in what word do I want to use? Confrontation whenever it's with, like, someone that I love. Like, I get, like, I have, like, this trigger where it's like, I don't understand why you were treating me like this because it doesn't function for me to treat you that way. And there's always a better solution than physicality, no matter what it is. Alleged right? physicality. Alleged physicality. And to me, I think if I was accused of something of any nature, I think I would have pulled the same move. I think I would pull the, that's a weird accusation. Let me go present myself to the authorities. Yes, yes, sure. Because I have no reason to, to act otherwise, obviously. But if you do know you have someone in your life that is trying to spur or trying to expose, like, any sort of a negative whatever, like, you have to remove that person from your life. Because you're talking about what you believe to be over $100 million. As much money as he could possibly rake in in this free agency period, he will get. 
I mean, you're just printing money in sports these days. And while he might not be a common name for passive NBA fan, he is a all-star caliber player who is going to get a lot of money from some team who's willing to take a chance with this guy. If the information of the situation comes out ahead of time, if it comes out earlier than the prospective court date, then there'll probably be some clarity on this situation. But he's going to get paid no matter what. Well, and max contracts are done before free agency starts. Like at 1201 or whatever it is, 301 or 501 or whatever time it is, they'll all come out at once. Right. And the only guy that I think really shuffled it up a little bit more than expected was James Harden. I thought everyone, myself included, thought James Harden would take the, for sure, 47.1. But this is going to alter that because now money can come from elsewhere. Right. And then the word is the Knicks are not I and either of these guys, but they can afford a full a max contract. There's a couple teams out there that can. Right. And, and this is not the way you set yourself up for success as far as is making sure that you're hitting – the market in a way that teams that can't afford you will want to spend quickly so so they don't have that FOMO. Well, word on the street is the Knicks are going after Jalen Brunson. That's what, he wants to play in New York. Yeah, His under, father coaches for the team. I think that's pretty set. Understanding is that is done. Yeah. Yeah. But you can't announce it till what is it, tonight at 6 o'clock? What is lean? Everyone's talking about him doing lean. Lean? Yeah. Lean? Lean. Codeine and Sprite mixed together? So, like cough syrup and Sprite? So, and I wanted you to explain it in a way that was better than me. Okay. I, I just wanted to say, like, purple drank light. Yeah, sure. But, sure, sure, sure. So. I mean, he, it, it, he, it's the same as purple drank or in Texas, Sizzurp. Okay. I'm sure you're familiar with the sipping on the Sizzurp Correct. song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, so I guess, like, on social media last week, he's he's posting photos of himself. With, you know, having a little bit of lean, which is, to me, purple drink light or whatever. But there's just kind of too many things in a row here for me as a franchise to be like, I think I'm going to max out the salary that I can on this cat. There's just too much peripherally. Yeah, he has to. It seems like he has to um, have a little resolution in between his professional basketball persona, which is going to make him significantly more money throughout his career than his rap persona seems like the rap persona wants to take pictures in public sipping lean out of a plastic cup isn't he also the guy that hucked his mouthpiece at like the fans and like popped some kid in the head nice that's uh that's not cool to do no yeah again rapper that's that's on brand that'll get you some more clicks and views nba player that's a bad thing to do. It's a bad move. I'm pretty sure it's universally accepted that throwing your mouthpiece at a child is a bad thing to do. Or throw anything at children besides affection. Shade? No. Oh, no. No, they deserve encouragement. <laughs> I d- I'm almost at a weird point now where I don't know how su- surprised I am. Let me use a different phrasing. Okay. I'm not surprised at how surprised I'm not when these kind of things come out. Like, you know, I'm to a point of, like, saturation. You've been a sports fan your whole life. And, sure. you know, we, you've been doing this professionally significantly longer than I have. But even just take the sample size of us doing this show together for three years. Right. Just that amount of time is enough to get jaded 
to get indoctrinated to news like this because it happens all the time. A little inside baseball. We're doing the rundown for the program before the program starts today, and we're going through all the news stories of the day. And you're like, hey, do you want to talk about this Michelle Beadle, Tom Brady thing? And I'm like, no. I talked about that 10 years ago. Yeah. That was literally my response. She just sucks. She just sucks. Seasonally sucks. All the time. Yeah. And 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 that's what kind of a lot of these things start to feel like after a period. It's the exact same thing. Replace the names. You know that Onion headline? Except for Michelle Beadle, which she does it every season. Yeah, it's always her. But it's that Onion headline where it's like um, uh, every time there's like a mass shooting, they run the exact same headline that they ran for the last one. Sure. That's what this feels like, where it's like "This this is excessive. It's just too much. But this time he's also a rapper. That's (laughs) <laughs> There's a wrinkle in this one. Allegedly. Alleged abuse. We're live from Hollow Spirits today. It's going to be a good one today. It's hot outside. Cool inside. It's starting to fill out a little bit. The uh, doors opened about an hour ago. Kitchen's a go. I know drinks are out. So there's a libation that surrounds us, which is a cool thing. We're going to be here until 6.15. Jordan Mosley will join us at 5. He's a hoot. That dude's so funny. He's fun. We're going to sit down. With I like athletes with personality. Football has some extreme ones. You know it. Yeah. Are they all positive? No. Is nah. Jordan? Yes. Yeah. So we're going to enjoy that. And, uh, hey, also, I mean, the drip today, Katie Bowen over in KKOB doing big interviews. What's yeah. up? I mean, what, we just opening the door here? Sure. Just, but, anyway, I got some feedback on that. said uh, she just had a tremendous interview with Brandon Vogt over there on KKOB. So excited for a little bit of local attention to someone who deserves it. Uh, excellent. A lot of feedback yesterday outside of one guy, which, by the way, Thank you for, like, drawing me back from going nuclear yesterday. You're welcome. It felt like a nuclear situation where it was just the lambation should have been very high. Yeah. And it um, very professional you, and I'm thankful for you. Yeah. Also, We big, got a couple good jabs in without going too far. Big shot. I turned into the – I'm not one to often do this part of the show, but tuned into the morning show this morning. Uh, I was at the office doing a bunch of work or whatever and just kind of had them on in the background while I was doing it. Um, a lot of really positive feedback from the listener base, the friends of their show, on their big award season. That just Good. So, they deserve yeah, it all. Yeah, so just the absolute best in the biz. Um, J.J. Buck, in my opinion, absolutely robbed as broadcaster of the year. What he does for UNM as far as Lady Lobos and kind of the talent that surrounds that. Um, I know he's better than me, and I already consider myself the best. So that, was, that to me was kind of the one <coughs> moment for me for the broadcast awards. Well, to be fair, to be fair, to be fair, you consider yourself the best at everything. Yeah, we so. start. You're doing Legos with a child, and you had to one up him with Legos the other day. I saw that, and yeah, well, I can make a. I mean, I make a helicopter. Quite anyway. competitive, but at least you're humble. Gave JJ his due credit. Live from Isotope Spark tomorrow. Two men on right now at Hollow Spirits. Enjoying the rest of the day. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I Nine. Start our days at the YMCA of Central New Mexico. Spend our evenings at the aforementioned Hollow Spirits. And tomorrow night we're going to have Teller Vodka. That's New Mexico's vodka while we're at the ballpark in that watermelon walk-off. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. I don't know if this is a bomb or not. Tell me if this sounds like a bombshell to you. Okay. Kevin Durant wants a trade. No, of course not. It doesn't, right? He's going to be ring chasing for the rest of his natural life. And he's going to want to get traded to a team that's competitive. If he's ring chasing, like, he might as well work for Sauron. So he's not going to catch it. He's not going to get there. And when he had it, when it was in his grasp, it was too much for him to handle. Yeah. He left a team that he could have stayed at 
to follow Kyrie Irving on, I guess, LeBron's recommendation? I'm not sure. To go to the Brooklyn Nets, which we've talked about, have about 50 fans in the whole world. Well, even though he was the best player on the Warriors when he was there, sorry, Steph, it's true. It's not true. He wants to be the leader, the unequivocal unarguable leader of a championship team so he couldn't just stay in golden state and keep cashing those checks and stacking those trophies he had to go somewhere else and do it on his own and now you see what happens when you tie yourself to an insane person like Kyrie Irving you reap what you sow well and also at the time James Harden which has now been Simmons right but still yeah yeah the idea is you want to be super team super team And if they were healthy, and if Kyrie got the poke early in the season, they would have been quite competitive, and they would have had a chance to win a championship. But you know how that goes. Kyrie refused to be a teammate. James Harden got sick of it and got traded out for a potentially crazier person. And now here you are all alone. Is he all alone, or is this like a a solidarity thing with Kyrie because Kyrie didn't get – because he's just got the one year. Kyrie's got the one year. Mm-hmm. So he's like, hey, Kyrie, you're actually still my best friend, even though you're crazy, because I'm super soft and recognize not a lot of people are my best friend. And because you didn't get what you wanted, I'm going to throw this hissy, and I don't actually want traded. I want you to get a max contract to match mine. Do you think there's that energy anywhere at all, or am I overproducing it? Uh, you might be overthinking it a sprinkle. I think he just wants to go to a contender. He's made all the money in the world already. Who are the he- two contenders? Well, there's a bunch. There's a handful that he'd be a good fit in. Any team that he goes to, I think he makes a contender. But outside of Phoenix and Miami, I don't know who it would be. Phoenix, Miami, uh, Denver, Dallas. I mean, there's a lot of really good teams he could go to. Put think them, about put them all over him, the and, him and Giannis. Like, that would be insane. There's a lot of fits yeah, but where, where Kevin get, Durant goes. What are they going to move for him? Because, like, I get that he only wants a certain amount of teams. But if you're the Nets, you can't just go back to being the Nets. Like, because you had Harden and Irving and Durant, and you were supposed to be world beaters. But let's be very, very transparent here. The Nets are the Nets. Yeah, they're still the Nets. They're possibly the least fan-based team in all of the NBA. Less people care about the Nets than anything, anywhere, of all the sports. The Miami Marlins have entered the chat. But, uh, yeah, I get it. If you and I go out right now to anywhere that features street or urban wear, there will be a throwback 97 Miami Marlins something. There will not be a throwback. Carrie Kittle's jersey? No. No? Kenyon Martin is not going to make an appearance at whatever we're at. Excellent point. Like, they don't even have it like the Marlins. Because, and also, to be fair, mm, to be fair, they played in like four different places across two different states right. over the close of the last forty years. Yes, like no one cares. They're, they're basically a vagabond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, have stadium will travel. Sure, like that's got, not that's not how you figure out a fan base. You got seats and an air pump. We'll bring the basketball. 
And if you were like a COVID fan, if you were like, okay, listen. A COVID fan? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, you're, like, a, like you're rooting for COVID? Like you became a fan of the NBA during COVID. Ah. And if you were like, listen, I don't really know what team to – like I've never gotten in the NBA. I'm just going to pick one. Yeah. Like if you were one of these chumps that was like, oh, they got some name value. They got some – like you're kind of done forever. Because moving Kevin Durant, you're never going to get back to any sort of level of legitimacy ever, period. Not going to happen. The Nets got so much money, and they're in that market. I mean, any New York team is going to be able to fill out a salary. You're going to be able to pay for players. But if they have any sort of basketball IQ in their front office, you got to just blow it up. If you have any sort of basketball IQ in their front office, you don't do what Van says, and you figure out a sign-and-trade with DeAndre Ayton, and that's who you have, and you tell them, we're sorry that Kyrie and Ben are here. You're the guy. <laughs> well, you got to get rid of Kyrie, too. You, you blow up the whole thing. If I was the GM of the Nets, I would get assets upon assets upon assets. Get the most you can for Kevin Durant. You don't. You shouldn't care where he goes. You don't. This isn't about him anymore. He asked for a trade out of your organization. You maximize the value for Kevin Durant. Send him to wherever. Send him to a city without a team. If you're getting enough assets, send him to the friggin' ABA. It doesn't matter if you're getting enough assets for him. Do the same thing for Kyrie. Do the same thing for Ben Simmons. If if the if the the trade is to get DeAndre Ayton and some other assets for Kevin Durant. Parlay DeAndre Ayton for more future assets, too. I think you got to blow it up and start over. you got to start a whole new culture. Did Kyrie see this coming? Does Kyrie even care Ooh. is the question. Ooh. He's so self-centered. Like His mind probably hasn't been on basketball in three years. I don't think probably. I mean, I think absolutely. The, he's he's just out there. Like, he's – you think they have to have had talked beforehand. Because if, if Kevin Durant was holding on to this idea that it would be Kyrie signing and then maybe Kevin Durant thought Kyrie would be the guy to go to Phoenix and then Aiton would come back and that would be a thing. And by the way, like, if I'm Phoenix, I'm not telling you to trade Aiton to better your team. I don't think that betters your team. No, it's kind I, of a wash, right? For Durant? Yeah. Ugh. On the court, it's an upgrade. On Kyrie, it's a downgrade. So if you bring in Durant, you're going to try to win a championship tomorrow. This is the shot. If you bring in Kyrie, you're hurting the locker room. You're hurting the locker room and you're hurting the play on the court because you already got Chris Paul. Right. I mean, Kyrie is just Chris Paul who can score better. Well, but Chris Paul has a head that fits levelly on his shoulders. Yeah, Chris Paul is nice and a good teammate, and uh-huh. a hard worker, and he elevates the play of people around him. But again, you got to look at Chris Paul's history and be like, he keeps getting close, and he keeps choking. Maybe we got to get rid of him and possibly take on an elite scorer like Kyrie and all of his problems. I want more than anything for the Nets to say st- – to stay steadfast, keep the three names that they have there that are all page six kind of guys. Like, these are all – they're entertaining for reasons that aren't basketball. Yeah. So that the Nets stay there. Because if you split them up, 
it really dilutes the product. And, and you're like, Fred, what does that mean, like, playing? No, I'm talking about the entertainment aspect of the NBA. Right. Because we're having zero Nets talk ever again if Kyrie and Durant and Simmons aren't there in the Holy Trinity. In about five years, we'll be talking about the Nets again because that's how long it's going to take to rebound from this. And look, and you mentioned new COVID basketball fan who, like, was attracted to the idea of KD, Kyrie, and Harden in one spot. The Nets are kind of cool. The Nets are kind of sexy. No. Now that they have a home in Brooklyn, they got the black jerseys. They got the parquet floors that are wrapped around in black. Like, it's kind of a fun team to root for. It's you like know, they, got that, they got that big three out of nowhere. You know, it's kind of a cool story. If you were to but create COVID a team, and Kyrie just friggin' ruin that for everybody. I get what you're saying. If this is a video game and you're creating like yes. the Van Stars, sure. Yeah, I get yeah. what you're saying. Right, but it might be close to my pick. <laughs> <laughs> be very close. Lots of NBA free agency just started moments ago, and we'll start announcing to you some of the players and if they're staying or if they're going. No sign of Alex Volek yet. If he shows, we'll touch base with him and what's going on here at the Hollow Spirits, and if not, we'll remind you about the big 4th of July party this upcoming Monday. We're two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. All right, NBA track, are you ready? Hit me with it. There's some good ones. I'm going to start with the big story. Okay. 264 mil, that's the largest contract in NBA history. Nikola Jokic, way to go, my dude. <laughs> that's Barely out-earned Deshaun Watson. Congratulations. Two-time MVP in a contract year? Ooh-wee. 264. But you didn't ask where he's going, Van. Just kidding. It's an extension. Of course it's an extension. 100% staying in, 100% staying in Denver. Uh, Thaddeus Young reached an agreement with the Raptors. Two years, 16 milli. Ooh, pennies on the dollar. That's, I feel like that's, that's up a good price and a good rate. Pretty sheep. Pretty sheep. Alex Volek just walked in. He's going to sit down with us. He's going to join us. It's now or never for old Alex. <laughs> Raging guard Trevlin Queen has reached an agreement with the Sixers. He's got two years, 3.3. Joining us on the program, Hollow Spirit's very own Alex Volick, as soon as he gets his headset on. <laughs> Alex, welcome. How are you? I'm good. How are you guys? Good. Put that one right on your mouth for us. Better? Yep. We were spending, uh, we were spending more than a couple minutes talking about the big barbecue coming up on Monday. A lot of a lot of excitement around Hollow Spirits. Pretty good buzz. Yeah, yeah. Going to be all kinds of good stuff. Uh, we got our hot dog eating contest. That's going to be at noon. Uh, we are asking people to pre-register. Oh, um, it's like that. Okay. Yeah, well, just so that way we can, you know, supply the right amount of uh, hot dogs and sure. buckets. You know, all that and good buckets. Stuff. And buckets. <laughs> nice. Very important part <laughs> um, of the process. Yeah, so we just posted today. You can find it on the Facebook page. Instagram page, all the links to go pre-register for that. There you go. So that's how you get into the hot dog eating. Zero dollars to participate. Is that my understanding? I, We were originally, I'm pretty sure we're still doing a suggested $10 donation. Oh, okay. And the proceeds of that will go to No Kid Hungry. That's awesome. That's so, yeah, trying to do a little good with that, too. And if you want to give more, you give more. Sure, of course. Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> definitely throw some money in there. Do- Doors at 11 on Monday. The big hot dog eating contest is at noon. Noon, yeah. Noon. And then festivities and libations the remainder of the day, including uh, water slides and ice cream. And, yeah, two-story two water slide. Yeah. We're hoping to have some ice cream out here. We're also going to have a costume contest. Okay. So the most patriotic 
come in your most patriotic outfit. Okay. And we'll do All that. Right. So there'll be there'll be prizes for both the hot dog eating contest and for that gift cards. Uh, some tickets to like our whiskey and cigar nights, uh, different things like that, free T-shirts, that kind so, of stuff. So, and then the music will be up on the patio, and it'll be not like live music, but like like a lot of energy outside. Yeah, or? a lot of energy outside. Um, and I do want to note that we are only open till six that night. Yeah, smart. Uh, yeah, so that way our staff can go home and enjoy sure. the time with their families and check out fireworks and all go. that stuff too. So Monday is going to be a good one. Monday is going to be a big one. Uh, what's the weekend looking like? What's going on? Um. We don't have a lot going on this weekend leading up to that. Pretty quiet, I think, for the most okay, part. Just come and play. I like that. Just set it up for a big day on Monday. Exactly. exactly. 12 Kinda to give, 6, give right? Give everybody a break. 12 to 6. And the kitchen's closed. We're just six. grilling outside. Yeah, yeah, the kitchen is closed. Thank you for for bringing that up. Yeah, kitchen closed. We're just doing hot dogs and hamburgers outside. $3 hot dogs, $5 hamburgers. Uh, keeping it pretty simple on that front, not going too crazy with the food. We're going to run some pitcher specials with the drinks. Um, so we have like a sun tea cocktail pitcher that we do, and we do another one that's like a like a blue lagoon style kind of drink pitcher too, which so is those, fun. I've had yeah, that one before. Yeah, like got the little floating uh, Swedish fish and like yeah. some nerds in there, and like totally fun for like a whole group and all that good stuff. So, so let's let's clarify: the kitchen is closed, but the grill is open. Exactly. But kitchen the bar is very much the open. The bar is very open. Okay, very open. excellent. Okay. Yeah, we also do, I don't know how many people know this on our new menu, we do root beer floats, but in addition to root beer floats, we also do the adult root beer float. Very smart. Which is like one of the ciders or one of the beers mixed with like orange sherbet. Ooh, wait. It's legit, so super good. Hot dog and burger specials, obviously drink specials, that'll be a banger of a day on Monday. Doors close at 6, though, so just only come out and hang out during the day. Yeah. 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 Then you can go do your own thing, go see fireworks, you know. Just something to do to, like, kill the time before all that festivities start. A lot, right of, on. A lot of kids will be out. I hope so. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Bring your kids. That water slide is going to be there, so I'm sure we'll have plenty of adults jump on there. But, yeah, hopefully get the kids out there, too, for that. Van and I will be here a shade before noon, and we will be uh, well, hosting and emceeing. Yes. The hot dog competition. Uh, do you need us both to host? Do you need one of us to compete? What is, I mean, what's the vision I here? I think we might have to. So I think what we're actually going to do is we're going to do a, like, an in-house competition, and then we'll do, like, a public competition. Oh, very So maybe nice. we'll have to, like, throw you, one of you guys on each one of those and see, see what happens with that. Uh, nose goes. Oh, I lost. I'll do it. Oh, bummer. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, throw the, throw the vegetarian on the hot dog eating contest. That's okay, going to go well, great. Uh, you're you gotta out, get a big. Out. You gotta get a big, <laughs> get a big bucket for me. There you go. There you go. We'll, we'll get some like veggie hot dogs. I don't know. That'll it's work. Be a thing, I'll right? go. I'll go bonkers. <laughs> if friends of the show want to make sure to catch us, uh, show up a shade before noon. So doors open at eleven. We'll probably get here eleven fifteen, whatever eleven thirty. Yeah. You know, yeah. Whatever. And if you want to be in the contest, be here by eleven thirty because it's gonna take you know time to get everything going. So. Cool. Do you have any ringers that entered the competition yet? Like. Known hot dog smashers? No, no Joey Chestnuts that I know of. Okay. No, no. Although Frank did win last year, uh, it, with a very sad record of six. Oh, so that is a fair, low bar. We had, the, wrong, we had the, like, the nice like gourmet hot dog buns and like the whole bit. No, when he so this is... year we're going like way more simple. Oh yeah, hell Because yeah. that, that was what was hard to get through last year was all the all the bread. So it'll be it'll be a little different this year. So I'm hoping we can. So if you think you can beat six, which I think is. An easy number to beat. You should come down. What is the prize? Try. The prize for that is there's a gift card. Okay. Tickets to the whiskey and cigar night. Oh, nice. Um, I think T-shirts, like a, a couple other things. Sam's got some of the cool, details on some prize of the other prizes. Also, pride. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. bragging yeah. rights for the next year. Yes. You know? He's a, just put a photo of yourself up on a wall. A year of a conversation <laughs> Yeah, we'll take, a, we'll take a picture of him, you know, all <laughs> messy, put it up somewhere. <laughs> That's awesome. Alex, you came in a little late. we got to grab a break, though. 
But we appreciate your time so greatly. Anything we missed? No, I think we're good. I love that. Come down Alex, to Hollow. Alex Bullock at Hollow Spirits. When we get back, a little bit of NBA talk, and then we'll bring in Josh Sushan. Sush. Sush. Talk about the isotopes a little bit. Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Sush. It's my new favorite thing. I'm doing it all the time. Ever since I started doing it, the isotopes have been winning all the games, but also they were winning all the games before then. They've won eight games in a row, and now Josh Sush is probably going to end up being an extra on Breaking Bad somehow. Josh Sushan, welcome to the program. Thank you very much. It would be a pleasure to be a an extra on Breaking Bad, but I think that's going to be tough. I think it's going to be really tough, but I would love it. Okay, Josh, if you were an extra on Breaking Bad, or let's say a minor character, what would you be? Well, I'm still jealous. I mean, I understand why, but I'm jealous that there was a scene in Better Call Saul where Mike is listening to an isotopes game on the radio. And because they're so good and such sticklers to details, they had to use Bob Sosi, who was the voice of the isotopes at this time period that, that right. Better Call Saul was, was taking place. It was like 2003 or 2004, something like that. So I understood why they did it, and it made sense for me as a fan of the show, but the ego in me was like, no, use me. I should be the one who's on the radio when Mike is listening to the game. <laughs> well, in return, now they have to give you a minor character, and then you could sell methamphetamines in the street. I like this. Just like where you got your start. I don't like any of this at all. No. <laughs> it's a terrible idea. And no, the whole I reason we bring up... up that, that there's a, like a third version of it where – you know, we see Gene in Omaha, but then if that happens, then it's going to be the broadcaster in Omaha who gets used, not me. Oh, yeah. That's but he is an Albuquerque homer, and he'll be listening to the away broadcast, <laughs> streaming it on the Internet, of course. It makes perfect sense yeah, to yeah. me. The, uh, and the whole reason we bring that this up be is because awesome. Brian, Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul are hosting a Breaking Bag memorabilia silent auction for charity July 30th at Isotopes Park. Uh, pretty big buzz around the park there, Josh. People pretty excited for that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I, I feel like Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul are the gifts that just keep on giving for this community, um, for the isotopes, for fans of the show, for all of the different charities that have benefited from the success of the show. You know, friendly reminder to you guys and your audience that there was two different years that Brian Cranston basically um, put together a, uh, a charity softball game here at the ballpark where he was the, the main person who called his friends in Hollywood, called his fellow actors and said, come on out and do this. He was like the main recruiter to bring all these people in. And then he picked the two different charities that were used over two years. Um, and it really, it's just a credit that, that Brian and Aaron have not forgotten what Albuquerque means to them and how they want to look. This was their idea. It's not like we called Brian Cranston and said, Hey, do you want to do this? This was his idea. It's something that he wanted to do. And it just goes to show what, with just fantastic people they are that they want to bring money, um, you know, to some worthy programs and, um, and they want to help out Albuquerque. The silent auction is Saturday, July the 30th at Isotopes Park. Obviously, Cranston and Paul will be a part of that. The two charities to benefit are the New Mexico Veterans Integration Centers and Children's Cancer Fund of New Mexico. So a lot of really positive things going on over at the ballpark. And, and obviously, you can tune into everything that's Isotope social media to kind of find out the details and what items are up for auction and kind of all the things that surround that. But, yeah, just absolute positive energy coming from the ballpark right now. Yeah, absolutely. And – 
you know, we, we don't know exactly what the items will be just yet. Those will get released between now and July 30th. I'm really riveted to find out what items will be released, you know, or I mean, there, there's so many different directions that you could go with this and who knows what, what Brian and Aaron have been able to collect themselves and then other stuff that they've been able to secure as well from other people. Um, I, I can't wait to find out what these items are going to be. All right. Historically, baseball players are very superstitious people. Correct. Eight straight home wins, Josh. How's that locker room smelling? There are a lot of unwashed jock straps down there. You finding rabbit's foots all over the place. Like, what's the vibe? Let me tell you something. Ryan Maxwell is our clubhouse manager, and he runs a tight ship. He is going to make sure that it smells <laughs> the way that it should smell, that everything is going to be clean and orderly. And I think the key to the winning has been that things are clean and orderly and not gross. And I think the key to keep the winning going is to make sure that everything stays clean and orderly. Well, and you would be able to smell it because the isotopes are currently sniffing 500 yeah, baby. for the first time, it will really throughout the very beginning part of the season. And kind of being within the shot of the 500, that's a little bit of a motivation. Is it being talked about in the clubhouse, or do the boys just feel the momentum of what's going on? A little bit of both. You know, I, I think that especially for those who have been here since day one, you know, they, they, they I think probably means a little bit more to them. You know, we, you know, most of the players have been here just about the entire season. There, you know, there's a few that have joined us recently, like Sam Hilliard, or even like Coco Montes has joined us, you know, about a month into the season. So, um, you know, it, look, they, I can't tell you the number of times that I've been around, you know, guys on the team this year, whether it's on the bus or in the lobby of the hotel or in the batting practice, and they're like, man, we got to win tonight, man. Like, enough of this losing. we got to win. There we go. They know what their record has been. They know what the record is now. They know the way that they're playing. You know, um, I mean, the bottom line is there's a lot of isotopes magic that's going on right now at this ballpark, and so they want to keep that up. And then the real key is what they can do when they get on the road. Albuquerque, your isotopes with the eight-game winning streak have a big challenge tonight as the visiting team has quite a stud on the hill, don't they, Josh? Hunter Brown has been unhittable of recent how are they going to get uh, how are they going to keep this going against hunter brown yeah i mean he's he's the most likely candidate for pitcher of the year right now i mean he has the lowest opponent's batting average he has the second best era he leads the league in strikeouts he's good you know um he, he's very very good the Topes have seen him before and they have seen him when when he's at his best and they've also been able to get to him a little bit and, and the one thing about brown is that he has a tendency to run up some high pitch counts. So I, I think the key is you want to see if you can get him out after four innings or get him out after five innings and see what you can do against the bullpen because, again, he's going to strike out a lot, but he, that's going to lead to some high pitch counts with his walks. You know, I mean, he's good. He's extremely good, but he's not, uh, he's not invincible. He's still a AAA for a reason. So we'll see what the boys can do against him. Two more wins would put tie this ball club for the team record of 10 in a row at home van boom that would also put the boys at 500 i like that and then here's where it gets real fun you get one more win you're over 500 you have the record there's kind of a lot coming up here thursday friday saturday and then obviously sunday is fourth of july and well you just don't want to lose on firework night anyways i'm gonna go ahead and do it josh you know i hate it when i do it but i'm gonna call it a home a home sweep we're gonna have another one in a row I don't hate it when you when you say that. I love it when you say that. <laughs>
This is the one, though, you know, where... I, I like the I way mean, that it sets up, though, too. I mean, put it this way. If they can win tonight against Hunter Brown, I like the way that it kind of sets up, you know, with, you know, with, um, you know, the Mariachi game on Saturday where they always play really well. And like you said, the Independence Day, biggest firework extravaganza on Sunday where you've got, you know, a huge crowd. You know, I, I just like the way that it sets up if they can win today. So, but, you know, uh, you know, but I like it. Keep, keep predicting sweeps. That's the way it should be. Who's on the pregame tonight? It is DJ Peterson, former Lobo, and, you know, he's a guy who I remember talking to him early in the season for an interview, and he was candid in saying that he was wondering if it was time to retire and maybe get into coaching or whether it was, you know, just time to get on to something else. And his wife said, no, you've got more left in you. She convinced him to keep playing. He ended up signing with the Rockies. And so we, I just wanted to kind of check in on him on, you know, how this year has been. He's been swinging the bat really well lately. And um, but also just what it's been like to be able to, to bring his family along for the ride. You know, his wife's at almost every game. And, you know, there's been these really super adorable photos of him and his wife and their daughter on the field with fireworks in the background. Um, you know, oh. so it's just a, a good check in with DJ and find out how many of his former teammates are asking him for tickets still and all that kind of good stuff. All star break coming up, Josh. Who's making some noise on the roster? Going to play an extra game this year. Wait, what? All-star break all-star coming break up. We got, up. We got any what, candidates what, what for MILB All-Stars? So we don't have an All-Star game. So we have a break, but there is no All-Star game. And this is still kind of the, the ongoing thing with COVID, right? We had an All-Star game set up for 2020, and that whole season got canceled, so we didn't play one. And then last year they were scrambling just to figure out a season, and there was not an All-Star uh, game. And this year there, once again, is not – a triple-A all-star game, and that's because it takes years to plan these things. And I think there's a lot of cities who who still didn't quite know like what their financial outlook was, was, was going to be at the time when you have to bid on these things. So I, I kind of hope that we can go back to having an all-star game at some point. The fact that they have not announced one for next year makes me think that we're probably not going to have one next year. I think that the earliest would be 2024. Um you know, but minor league all-star games are, are really fun. They're not always huge financial money makers, but they're fun for those who are involved. So I hope that, that those can end up being something that happens again in the future. But right now, it's everyone's got four days off. So, you know, enjoy those four days. Of course, we're still two and a half weeks away from having four days off. Well, that's what I get for making an assumption that fans are back, and so is the all-star game. Absolute wealth, absolute wealth of knowledge got, and got, information uh, here. Got put right back on the schedule immediately, but not so much for the minor league games. It, you don't think it's gone by the wayside, though? You think it's something that Major League Baseball has intention to bring it back for certain? I don't know for sure. I, it would seem weird to me to not have midseason all-star games at every level because it's just such a staple of sports, and especially of baseball, in order to do that. So um, I can understand why it hasn't been a high priority to try to reschedule with all the different things that have happened. But the bottom line is, is that if a city wants to do it, then, then it's going to happen. But you, you need a city and a team that decides we're going to take the risk financially in order to see if we can do this and do this in the right way. Um, you know. But again, when it, when it came time to planning this stuff, we were still in the, in the grips of COVID just trying to figure out how to play any games. So I hope it comes back at some point. If we, I mean, if obviously if I had to pick like my Albuquerque Ice Top All Star, 
I mean, obviously it's Winton Bernard. Winton Bernard's I mean, first round pick well, like, for the Aussies. You would be team captain. Yes. I, I would say everyone throw your gloves in, and Winton will he'll he'll divvy them out. That's how it's going to work. Fair. Yeah, I agree. You've, and the shame of it is, it's nice being able to look back during your career or after your career and say, "Yeah, I was an all star." You know, I, I was an all star that year. I was an all star at single A. I was an all star at triple A. Regardless of what ends up happening with the rest of your career. So, I, I mean, I agree. It would totally be Winston Bernard, and so it's a bummer that he's not going to be part of it. And you can say the same thing about 30-something other dudes as well. Any update on Ryan Valade? I do not have a pinpoint thing for when he's going to be back. Um, I need to do okay. some more digging on what it's like. I can say that anytime it's a quad or a hamstring, you know, or, you know, when it's any type of, like, leg issue like that, it's usually not a week. It's usually a couple of weeks, and there's a progression. You know, uh, put it this way, I've not seen him doing any baseball activities lately. And then, you know, you still got to be able to run. And, you know, I, I, I hope I'm not picking on Carlos Perez, but when Carlos Perez was out with a hamstring, well, his, the name of the game for him is not running as fast as he can. It's hitting the ball as far as he can. Ryan Valen, a big part of his game is being able to run as fast as he can in the outfield to make catches and steal bases and get on and manufacture runs. So those type of guys, it usually takes even longer. And he's been out now for about a week. So, um, you know, hopefully he's back soon. But I also hope that he's back when his legs are ready so that it's not an ongoing issue for him. Josh, you're the best. We will hand this one off to you at 615. And I will talk to you guys in person tomorrow night. I look forward to it. Yes, sir. Yeah, buddy. Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Welcome to 5 o'clock. Welcome to Quentin Time. Welcome to your boys live at Hollow Spirits. Van is gone. He had to leave on assignment. Joining us, though, Duke City Gladiator, Jordan Mosley. Jordan, welcome to the show. What's going on? What's going on? What's Fred? up, Thank you brother? Me. Thank you me. What's going on, Albuquerque? Good afternoon, everybody. What's it's going on? been too long, my man. Yeah, um, I would say the last time I was on was with you guys, I want to say sometime like mid-last summer. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I did a couple of spots with uh, J.J. Buck as well. But he's a talented dude. Yeah, yeah. for sure. For and, sure. For sure. I mean, because you've had a lot going on outside of, of Albuquerque. You've had a lot going on in your life. Oh, for certain. For yeah. certain. For certain. For certain. For certain. Over the last, I would say, well, I'll just keep it centric to what I've done since I've been back in Albuquerque. Yeah. I've been here about nine days now. Welcome I, back. Thank you. Thank yeah. you guys for having me. And then definitely about to be a part of the Gladiators, you know what I'm saying, community champions, everything that we're we go. all about as a franchise. But, um, you know, I had an opportunity to be introduced to the, stu- to the superintendent of our school district here in Albuquerque. Oh, cool. Um, superintendent Elder, also the sixth district school board member, school board member by the last name of, um, <clears throat> of Ms. Dominguez. And they're speaking to me about potentially coming on to the school system as a counselor. Oh, Because heck they yeah. saw how I deal with kids and things of that nature. And they gave me a price point. So let's just say i got to have a conversation with the missus. <laughs> yes, for sure. So, but, hey, but, I mean, it's a thing where you can still perf- pursue football or you don't know yet? or Well, I mean, to be frank with you, I want to play the game until the game's done with wanting me to play it. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? But I'm at a point where I'm nine years professionally, and I'm, in my opinion and other opinions that matter in the IFL, I'm definitely tenured as one of the top, if not the top offensive linemen in my right, league. Right, right, right. So I want to continue to procure that. I want to continue to uh, cultivate and, and continue to play on that going forward. There we go. Two, take a second and fix that microphone so you're comfortable. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to set up what's going on in the world of sport today. So, obviously, free agent tracker for the NBA. We're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk All about right. what's going on with the Pac-12 as USC and UCLA are trying to – well, they just want to jump ship. They're just out. They want to go. Well, I mean, I feel like it's a changing of the guard, it's a changing of the guard in, in major college football right now. Yeah. So, 
I don't think UCLA. I don't know. If my, I don't know if UCLA would necessarily want to or care about or not caring about being a part of that trend. But I know USC doesn't miss out. However, me being a kid who grew up on the Pac-10, yeah. coming from way over in Columbia, South Carolina, it's kind of a cataclysmic thing. It was really surprising to me today to see it happen because those are two of the mainstay um, conf- uh, schools in that conference. Well, it looks like there ain't going to be no weight either, but we'll get into that at length, right. so that's going right. to be a thing. And, and you know, I don't even know if you're – I'm a Pac-12 guy. You know, I was Pac-10 when I went to Washington State. Right. You know, I'm a Pac-10 I'm a Pac, I'm a Pac guy. Like, I'm I, you know, so I, I like to see my conference. Uh, obviously, Marquette King is in the news a little bit. We're going to talk about him because uh, he made some momentous things and then uh, a top ten list of why the Eagles are going to be an absolute dumpster fire. <laughs> so that's going to be okay. a good program. Well, I have <laughs> ten rebuttals for why I'm pretty sure we'll be a playoff team coming out of the NFC East. That's just my thing. <laughs> Love everything about it. Uh, yeah, they're coming in. Uh, Jokic got the got the highest contract in the history of the NBA today, 264 mil. Are you kidding me? I mean, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, Nikola Jokic is definitely the most multifaceted in relation to talent as far as, like, centers in the NBA. It's not even close. But I don't know. I mean, it, every, it seems to me like it's just a it's a relatively easy trend that continues to take place in the NBA over time. It's almost like, hey, I'm the next greatest guy by way of media, by way of stats, by way of MVP yeah. awards, et cetera, things I've acquired, and now it's time for me to get my big paycheck. So, I mean – it's like right now we're talking about that in the next couple of maybe weeks or months or so we'll be talking about Zion signing his new extension with the um, New Orleans Pelicans, which will be the next big news contracting in the NBA well, once it happens because it's, it's, a, it's a trendy conversation. It's a trendy topic. The thing that's neat to me about it, too, is because, you know, for years you and I as fans of sport, we've looked at uh, players and what they do on the court and everything that involved around that and the money that is compensating them for that. But to me, I'm using the phrase new media. You right. know, and this guy's like Draymond Green, and now I guess Kevin Durant's on podcasts all the time. For sure. There's all this world where it's like you're actually paying a guy not just for what he's doing on the court. You're paying him for his presence and his penetration all around. And to me, Jokic is a guy who doesn't do that enough. Like, if I'm going to pay a guy 264 mil, I need you to not just be the face of my squad on the court. I need you to, hey, start a podcast. Hey, start a drink. Hey, start a, all these things. Like, I need – give me a 360, big guy. Understood wholeheartedly. Well, this, this is my rebuttal to that. I just feel like – as valid as that is, because you have to be a multi—you have to be a multiplicit lightning rod yeah, yeah, when yeah. you're the superstar player of an NBA team. Not all NBA level, not All Star level, superstar level, MVP yeah. conversation level. Four that, guys, maybe five. Exactly, yeah. maybe maybe five, maybe six. Yeah. But that being said, you have to be in a position where you have to keep the main thing the main thing. Nikola Jokic got that contract today because he's the best center in basketball on the Why, planet. Why do I feel like he's better than Joel and B because of his ability to facilitate the basketball from his view? It's really, 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 a be- really beautiful thing to see. Mm-hmm. So they paid him for the- him for the fact that he keeps the main thing the main thing. But by the same token, that doesn't take away from Draymond being Draymond or Kevin Durant being Kevin Durant. But by the same token, they're also great players in their own right. They never mis- misconstrued or they never misappropriate what they do that pays their bills for something that they enjoy that they happen to be good at. Do you feel like you have to have a 365-day-a-year presence the way that I do? And I'll use, again, Draymond Green as an example. To me, Draymond Green is obviously basketball-wise not the best basketball player to ever come out of Michigan State. Agreed. Obviously, that's Agreed. Magic Irvin Johnson. Agreed. But I'm going to tell you he's number two. I'm going to tell you he's number two because everything he does on the court, that's as good as he does that specific role. I agree. And then outside of that, it's – Oh, he's changing the game. He's giving me a podcast right after the game. He's talking to every reporter about everything. He's answering questions the way me and you would answer questions. We right. don't have this headset on. Right. And to me, there is such a value there. 
And I, I almost want like a guy like like Joe Kidd or whoever's going to be the Anthony Simmons just signed a hundred million dollar extension, right? Exactly. Like, Four year like, deal. Give me more. Give me, give me more than just the court. Like I need to know that you breathe me. I need to know that you sweat me. I need to know that you are the brand. And I'm like, sure. and that to me is like, I will give you every dollar I have if I know you're going to bring all that attention back to me. And and although Jokic is is not, in my opinion, that guy outside of the court yet, I need to see him develop into that to justify the dollars to me. Well, once again, I don't disagree. Mm-hmm. But my small rebuttal to that is, if you look at him in Serbia, if you look at him in Europe, he's one of the more popular athletic figures. Correct. Yeah. So, from a monetary point of view, I don't know how much money the Denver Nuggets make off of that, but his popularity pushes that to a certain tilt or to a certain level or a certain tier, jersey sales, et cetera, et cetera. Right. But, well, that- bring, but, but what you're saying is bring it full circle mm-hmm. as far as from a whole organizational standpoint. And I guess he would have to – but this is my thing. You can't put yourself in a position to compromise who you are that's not Nikola Jokic. Good point, because if he puts focus outside of the game, does the game falter? I understand that. Because then you start thinking about, like, with Denver, it's like, well, hey, just release a new color scheme. Put on a new color scheme, put it on a new jersey. Right. You're going to sell them all. You're going to sell right. every single one of them. Right. And then that money's going to come back how many times over, right? So I'm in on that. Other free agents? Oh, go ahead. No, same principle. Just a quick example. The Utah Jazz. Fire. They just rebranded the band, bro. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I don't even, like, I like vintage, like Nike Swingman yeah. uh, uh, champion jerseys for the NBA. I got to get one. The one well, every too fly. Every 13-year-old kid in the country is going to own that neon yellow, that crossing guard, like what they're doing over there. Like, I'm, I'm in on that. If neon I'm a, colors are hideously one of the worst things that ever happened to, like, sport apparel. And they sell. They do. It's like, but depending on the colors, they look nice because I'm known to look nice in a nice, like, infrared, in a nice infrared or a nice orange. Sure. So. Light lime green. Go figure. So. The Rockets are keeping Deshaun Tate. He got a three-year deal. That makes sense to me. He's kind of a mid-level guy. Uh, Daniel House, two-year deal with the 76ers. Okay. I mean, I guess P.J. Tucker's going there, too. So, Patty Mills returned in the Nets. Hey, the Nets are a joke right now, right? Yeah. In so many <laughs> words. I mean, you go get Steve Nash, who still shouldn't have won the MVP over Kobe the year that they gave him the MVP. I'd, I'd stand by that as, sure. a, as a Kobe Bryant, Bryant fan. Um, you got a guy who likes to come to work when he feels like it and likes to put himself in a position, although he does a great job of helping his people in the, in the indigenous community, he puts himself in a position to not be available. That's a big, that's a big disconnect with me as a teammate. A lot of people have talked about the, the, the simulated opinion of how do you, would you feel as Kyrie's teammate or yeah. how would you feel as Katie's teammate. If I'm Katie's teammate, I feel for you. You want to be the head honcho on a team full of great players. But you got a guy who doesn't like to come to work all day, every day, and you like a guy who if he doesn't get his way, he gets really, really finicky, and then he just leaves. And James Harden. Then you have Sean Marks. He's kind of he, like instead of him wearing a, nuts, a Nets cap, the rest of you should just wear a dunce cap. Well, and he doesn't look good what he's doing. And he's only getting so. an opportunity because, like, Ben Simmons, for example. Like, Ben Simmons, who is now part of the squad, but he, you know, Kevin Durant today is like, hey, I got to trade, or he's, hey, I need to be traded. And Ben Simmons is like, oh, now my back hurts again. You know, there's always something that's just a little too off with that squad to me. And I think it's got to go to ownership, right? Like, there's a reason you keep jumping stadiums and states and venues and squads every 10 years. Well, you look at New Jersey, it's one of the most unique states in professional sport. Because teams house their teams there, but they represent the state of New York in the grand scheme of seasons and stuff like that. Like, Sim- similar to Golden State. Right, exactly. Yeah. So my point is, I just, I don't know. 
the, the, the Nets are not necessarily a bad franchise or anything or what they're doing. They just ran themselves into a situation where they're dealing with they're dealing with questionable players. They're dealing with questionable guys. You're dealing with elite-level talents, but you're dealing with questionable people, the integrity of a man. Are you, you know what I mean? Are you right now knowing any Nets fans? I don't know a single Nets fan. Not at all. Not at all. Not even a one. We're live from Hollow Spirits. We're enjoying this one. We're going to come back. We're going to do a little NFL talk. Obviously, we're going to talk about the Gladiators. they got some stuff coming up, and we're going to get the insight from Jordan Mosley on that. Van's out the rest of the day. Don't worry. Your boys got you. It's two men on live from Hollow Spirits. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. Start our days at the YMCA Central New Mexico. Spend our evenings at the aforementioned Hollow Spirit. Jerry's back at the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're going to have a little Teller Vodka at the ballpark tomorrow night as we're broadcasting live up until the game. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Jordan Mosley sitting in with your boys. Jordan, welcome back to the show, brother. What's going on, Fred? Thank you for uh, having me, man. What's going on, Albuquerque? Good afternoon, everybody, once again. Well, good early evening on this Thursday. You know, you snapping the ball to my boy Ramon Atkins over that's there. That's correct, the man. That's correct. I think I'm probably the best guy in the IFL who snaps the ball between his legs. <laughs> but that's just a humble opinion. But uh, Ramon Atkins, uh, great quarterback, even more great of a person. Yeah. Just overall, just great dude. He, uh, as far as oh, by the way, IFL Weekly with Jordan Mosley, the number one and only standalone podcast for my league that I'm the best offensive lineman in, arguably the IFL. That's what's up. Tuesday night, 7 p.m. on my Instagram. I'll drop that later. But back to Ramon, one of the best quarterbacks. In our league, he's leading the league in passing touchdowns, and he's leading the league. Excuse me. He's second in tap passing touchdowns and overall in, in first overall in passing yards. Better person than he is a quarterback, but very, very cerebral, very, 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 like, calm guy. When things are, when things are kind of here and there and iffy or whatever, he's always calm. He's always a consistent, great player. Love to play for him. When coming back to the Gladiators last week, is that right? Week yes. Yeah. Yes. This, so, was my, this last week was my first game back against uh, Northern Arizona. Uh, and, hey, and t- tough last weekend, obviously, for the boys. But yeah, when, sure. uh, when you came back to the squad, was it a lot of welcome back, King? Was it a lot of that kind of thing? Not so much the King thing. I'm very humble for those who know <laughs> me off the radio. But um, it was just, I went, but all jokes aside, it was just welcome back. Old guy who can really play his tail off that we really missed who's a part of our culture yeah. and very deeply entrenched in the Duke City way. Early mornings, late nights, a lot of fun, a lot of hard work, and a lot of camaraderie, a lot of camaraderie and a lot of uh, very, very entrenched infiltration into our, our, you know, into our community as community champions. And then, so it's bye week this week, is that right? Say again, sir. Yes, sir. We're on the bye week. We're on the bye week right okay. now. We have a the San, we have the San Diego Strike Force at San Diego next week at the Pachanga Arena in San Diego. Okay. And then we have the Northern Arizona Wranglers for our uh, home finale, our home game finale, two two Saturdays from this. Uh, July seventeenth is the final home game of the year. I believe that yes, date sir. is correct. Yes, sir. Um, and that's going to be the one because get the win on the road. You're you're seven and seven, and then the chance to go eight and seven on the year. Right. And, and we've talked about this at length. I know you just came to the squad, but it's right. you know, every, every week when we touch base on it, it's like in the mix, in the mix, in the mix. Right. And it's like just got to get over that hump, and and these final sure. two need to be it for sure, for sure, wholeheartedly. I mean, it's just we got to do it. At, at this point, like I said, this is my this is my ninth season professionally. I found myself in positions like this in the past in the playoffs. So put myself. So as long as I put myself and we put my, ourselves in a position to have a laser-like focus yeah. on taking care of everything in-house in our own village and our, under our own roof, we'll be just fine. We'll De- be just fine. Devin Booker got that Supermax contract. What's up? I mean, <laughs> that, that goes to show you two things, three things. Number one, Kevin Durant 
even better has a chance of becoming a Phoenix Sun as of now. Uh-huh. Number two, Devin Booker's not to be acquired by anybody else. And then thirdly, if Devin Booker can get Kevin Durant along with Chris Paul, they're going to be once again head in head with the Golden State Warriors to come out of the West, so in you, my opinion. You are pro-trade DeAndre Ayton because it's got to be Ayton to go over to the Nets. It right. has to. What right. other value would you get of out of Phoenix? Of course. Well, you have Michael Bridges. You yeah, have different um, level, though, I think. You have Michael Bridges. You have um, Cameron Payne. I wouldn't have came up with him. Electric yeah. scorer off, okay. of the, off of the bench. Three ball and, and all, you know. So I just feel like this. DeAndre Ayton – He's DeAndre Ayton's the pretty girl of the dance that nobody wants to dance with because they don't know if she can dance or not. You see what I'm saying? Let her learn him. Let her learn on my dance floor though, because like DeAndre Ayton to me is freak athlete number one. Right. For sure. But like you're right. If if he can find a little, not even like a lot more, a little more consistency and put it in the rim, and obviously the one that to me is such an intangible, which I think is the is Booker and is Paul. Is are you a leader, bro? Because I need you to lead my men. Because I got – and by the way, I'm the Nets. I kind of got some head cases over here. Touche, but if I came to the Nets for one more year, you're, I don't need you to lead. But I need you to come to the Nets and unleash whatever monster-like big man aspect to your game that you have in your game. That's what I do need. I don't know about being a leader. Right. I don't know about you being the head honcho in my locker room because I still have Kyrie Irving. Now, when Kyrie's on vacation or when Kyrie's going to handle things <laughs> for the indigenous <laughs> people or when Kyrie's going to do yep. other things that are really dope and really cool, don't get me wrong, then be that guy, be that voice, be that, be that head honcho, if you will. However, I just need, if I'm acquiring DeAndre Hayden, if I'm anybody in the, in the NBA, I'm a Pistons fan, for example. Sure. If we get DeAndre Hayden, I need you to be the best DeAndre Hayden possible because you haven't been since you touched the NBA as a number one draft pick. And that's, that's disappointing. Booker got four years, 214 mil. That's the super contract, super max. Uh, that's according to The Athletic. I didn't realize this young cat, 25 years old. Because how, how many all-star games in a row now? Three, four? Whatever. It's a I fair amount. I want to say at least three. Yeah. And averaging career high, 26.8, five and four and a half. Uh, oh, boy, can go. So that's the one for me. Uh, Thaddeus Young to the Raptors. Are re-signing with the Raptors? That makes Thaddeus, sense. Thaddeus Young's just, he's just, he's just still in checks at this point. I remember that. No, no, funny. No, no, no joke. I remember Thaddeus Young coming out of Georgia Tech when I was a kid, like when I was a younger, like young adult. Like, man, he's been around a long time. Been around a long time. What are my Knicks going to do? They lined up on anything? You guys have signed Jalen Brunson's four year, $110 million contract, the New York Knicks. Jalen Brunson is going to be a Nick. $104 million, according to Yahoo, over four years. So that's yep. about 25 a year. And then I'm, I woke up this morning, I see James Harden's not signing his 47.1. And I'm like, I'm like, James got to be a Nick, right? Like, like you got to bring my boy in. I feel like there's no better time for James Harden to be a Nick if that's what he wants to do because he can get the ball and hold it at the top of the elbow on either side and take a thousand dribbles and then step back and take that beautiful <laughs> left-hand jump shot without nobody complaining because Jalen Brunson is not looking to hold the ball to, to be a great player. He's – He's the he's at his best when he's in motion with the ball versus setting up to facilitate. You see what I mean? You gotta have one guy with it, one guy without. Exactly. Is Bobby Portis worth fifty million dollars? I think I think Bobby Portis is the best energy player in the NBA. Bobby Portis sets a screen. He will set literally something as simple in basketball as setting a screen at the top of the key for a pick and roll, and Milwaukee will go crazy. When you're like Bobby, like it's ridiculous, bro. He's the best energy player in basketball. 
in my opinion. All right, so I'm going to hand Jordan right now a GM cap, right? I'm giving right. you a GM cap. You're okay. over whatever basketball team, and you're, okay. and you're, you're equating value to players. Okay. Like, what are those pillars of guys then? Because if what you're talking about, I right. don't know if I necessarily see it $50 million. Okay, cool. Uh, I'm, a GM of, I'm a GM of the Pistons. Right. Five, five, uh, four, four tiers, four tiers, five tiers, five tiers. Well, let's go four. Five, five. Num- tier one. Franchise, tra- franchise beginners. The guys who I'm starting my franchises with. Tier two, my all, my first team All NBA slash MVP candidates. Tier three, my second, third All NBA team, top top All Star reserve guys. My tier four, my my Goran Dragics of the world. Okay, solid veteran guard who's going to give me what he has to give me, and I know what's going on. And then I have my tier five guys. Your Bobby Portis's. I don't mind giving a guy like that $50 million. Three things. Number one, he's an energy guy. NBA teams love energy across the board 30 of this. My GM cap now. Right. I signed him to 50 mil. How many years on the, how many years on the deal? Trying to pull it up right now. I don't have it in front of me. Four okay, years, hypothetical. Four years. Okay, four, four years, 50 million. All right, cool. That's, that's a movable deal. Yeah, it is a movable somebody, deal. Somebody, hey, I, I got something you want. Make it make sense, Bobby Portis. Here. Yeah. He's glue. Because anyone can put $12 million on their books at any time. He, he's, fi- he's financial glue, if that makes sense. You know? St. Louis native, a uh, big guy I was a big fan of when I was broadcasting in the Lou. Bradley Beal gets the max contract from the Wizards. Uh, Beal's 29, which is, like, deceptively older than I think a lot of people kind of thought he was. Because he, although I, I've known his existence for some time, because grow, sure. growing up being a fan. But didn't really start turning on until, like, the last four or five years kind of heavy. His, his first couple of years took a warm-up. Uh, I'm in right. on it. Only a three-time All-Star. Averaging 26 and four, but only played 40 games last season. Bradley Beal's a bucket, first of all. Second of all, he's very much more, he's very much about playing the game versus all of the fluff. I agree Once with that. Once again, you give him a Supermax deal, but he doesn't have a podcast. But he's viral cursing his players out. Who's 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 in Bradley Beal elites seven? Uh, not seven on seven. His AU team in St. Louis. He's going viral yeah. for cursing his players out. Y'all not doing this blank 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 that. So he's worth it. He's a killer. He's, a, he's, he's as far as scoring the ball. Bradley Beal. I need a bucket in the game. Go give me a bucket, Bradley Beal. I don't know what ammunition is in the Washington Bullets gun to pull a trade for hometown hero Kevin Durant. But I do know that Kevin Durant would have zero interest in going to Washington if Bradley Beal wasn't there. I know that. So if you think you're going to bring back the hometown guy in Kevin Durant in Washington, you have to have Bradley Beal there. Do you think they're going to try to make that play with the Nets? Well, let's look at who's, let's look at who's playing for the Wizards other than Bradley Beal that matter. You have Kyle Kuzma. Yep. You have Rui Hachimura. I'm running out of names with all due respect. You know what I mean? So what am I alluding to? What is what I'm? What do you mean, Jordan? I'm alluding to the fact that Kevin Durant has an opportunity to not only be a star there, but to be a big dog in the locker room with another big dog that he can depend on to be great going forward, and like projection-wise. As far as I'm concerned, John Wall and Bradley Beal, when they were both at kind of the peak, yeah. like when John was way up there and Bradley was kind of coming up, and you knew it. They were they were very they were very you know they were very on point. They were very, very formidable uh, duo. 
Victor Oladipo staying with the Heat for one year. That is a that's a deal that makes sense to me. And we'll continue this with um, the Malik Monk signing. We'll run through it a little bit, obviously, and then some football talk because I want to make sure we talk this Pac-12 to Pac-10 USC and UCLA story. Jordan Mosley sitting with the boys. Yes, We're going to have to take a little break here to cool this one down. Too much fire on the program. It's two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. D Sports Animal. Hollow Spirits. Happy hour, y'all. 5.30. Got him inside, got him outside. But I don't know if you can see this dog outside, Jordan, here. But um, Yeah, big old. Uh, I, I wouldn't say big old, but like long shag dog. That is a big, a couple big boys, actually, is what yeah. it is out there. Yeah. So patios for pups. So that's what I just learned here at Hollow Spirits. Yeah, I've been in a lot of different cities playing pro arena ball. I always see like the more elderly crowded happy hour with yeah. their dogs. That's like a thing. You uh, <laughs> you been out here yet? You've been to Hollow Spirits yet? Oh no, that's my first time. Oh yeah, beautiful, it's a, beautiful spot. It's like a cool spot, right? For sure, for sure. For yeah, sure. we're doing big uh big hot dog eating competition on Monday for the Fourth of July. Van and I will be hosting that. Come out, uh, register now. Go to Hollow Spirits social media, find that registration link, click on it, get in. It's a ten dollar donation. That's going to go to a local organization in town. I believe it's called No Kids Hungry, and I will confirm that for you in two seconds because my phone was off because I'm it's my first day in radio. No Kid Hungry is where that donation goes. So that donation will be made from Hollow Spirits out in the news. USC and UCLA are planning to leave the Big Ten as early as 2024, which is basically tomorrow. Now, this has not been finalized by anyone. There will be a lot of money involved on buying out and buying in. But, Jay, Pac-12 is going back to Pac-10. Well, I mean, I I think it's even worse. You think it's going to dissolve out? Yeah, it's a wrap. You're talking about the number. You're talking about the top two Money most, most popular teams on the West Coast in relation to college football and college basketball in the Pacific Ten. I'm saying that for a reason in a minute. Yep. Since the fifties, the fifties, bro. Seventy like, seventy-five years, easy. Come on, bro. Like Troy Aikman, Jonathan Ogden. K. McNown, right? Yeah. Carson Palmer, Reggie Bush, Willie McGinnis, Keith Rivers, pick them because it's way Wendell better. White, all those you wide know? receivers. Keep Come going. Come on, bro. Keep Basketball. Coming. Jordan Farmar. First time, first thing, the first name I think about when I think about UCLA basketball is seeing Jordan Farmar yeah. on in the tournament when I was a kid on television. I'm big Wooden. John, guy. I mean John Wooden, but <laughs> I'm 31 years old, bro. I get it. Wooden, Wooden, Luau Cinder, blah yeah. blah blah. Cool. But Bill Walton, cool. But yeah. I'm saying like. Jordan Farmer. You say UCLA basketball. I say Steve Lavin mm-hmm. in 95 because my cousin B.J. Mackey played the University of South Carolina in 95 to 99. But like I said, beyond that, I don't think about any other schools in the back 10. I think about Cal a little bit. Go Cougs. Yeah. I think about Wazoo. I mean, something about uh, 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 UW. Definitely UW and Wazoo. The, yeah. Apple, the, Apple, the Apple Cup. Cup. The Apple Cup is probably my favorite rivalry in all of college football. Because it's so close-knit. Yeah. And Washington's still a big state with great football. It still, still gets under-recruited nationally. Facts. I would agree with that. It, and a lot – you know I'm a Washington State guy. I'm right. a Wazoo guy. Right. And I've been to the Apple Cup. And I'll tell you what, to me, is so exciting about it. And I don't know if this is a UCLA-USC thing as well because they're so close to each other in proximity. Right. But a lot of the West Coast kids that grow up in the Seattle-Tacoma area, they want to go to state because it's away from home. Exactly. And then a lot of the East Coast kids, Spokane, all the way down Clarkson and all that, they want to go to the West because it's away from home. So whenever exactly. you have this big rivalry game, you just have all these different crosses of intensity. But I'm going to tell you right now, going from the Pac-12 to the Big Ten, because that's where these teams are going, the Big Ten is actually literally getting big again. Because we're not going to talk about Maryland. Because Maryland is not a 
It's not a power team in anything. Maryland should just go back to the ACC. Purdue, Minnesota. They, oh, you're so very right on this. Because <laughs> I miss Maryland and Duke on the basketball court. I'm a Duke diehard. I've been a Duke fan 26 years. Sure. I miss it. They well, and those rivalries are important. They go hard, but it's like when's the last time Nebraska been relevant in, in the world of football? Not the way they used to be. And yeah, when they brought them, in but the Nebraska, Big Ten. but Nebraska doesn't. Nebraska's not irrelevant because of lack of lack of lack of lack of toy to play with. That's a good point too. They just hire slap coaches. Facts. Ooh. We can have that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> no, but to keep but to keep the main thing when we talk yeah. about though, like I feel like to answer your main your first question, USC and UCLA leaving. The Pac-12 is a shame. It's a crying shame. There will be no more Pac-12 in three years. You heard it here first. Everybody everybody east in the Pac-12, they're going to end up going to the Big 12. Everybody west in the Pac-12 who's not, uh, who's gonna, who's not going to end up wanting to like, go to the Big 12 with those other Pac-12 schools I just mentioned, your Colorados, your Utahs of the world, et cetera, they're going to end up going to the Big East too. I mean, they're going to, they're going to end up going to the Big Ten as well. So, or they'll be weird like UCLA and USC just was and go to the Big East or go to the SEC or make it another – or make it like it's weird. To is me, this the weird. one where the Pac-12 or Pac-10 or – we'll just call it the Pac moving right, forward. Is right. this the one where the Pac finally can pry Boise State out of the Mountain West? Is this the one where, like, hey, we we have to have you. We will give you the amount of money that is the amount of money. Get in this thing right now. You give me nowadays. Gonzaga. No, no, no. Boys, you say, I want to ask you a question. Yeah. Boys, you say football gives me an average of about nine and a half wins a year nowadays, and their basketball program is – I've seen people at Boise State games on ESPN and sleep at the game. I'm cool. If I'm the Pac-12, I'm cool. You have nothing. To, you have nothing to offer me. There's very few. There's. Fa- I talked about the pretty girl. Uh, the pretty girl analogy. There's very few pretty girls left on the dance floor in relation of the big time dates at the, mm-hmm. at the dance of college football, looking for a pretty girl to pull in to their little accord of whatever's already going on. The SEC just picked two pretty girls: Oklahoma, Texas. Come on, pretty girls. Right. Here we go. Big Ten, hey, UCLA, USC, y'all tired of dealing with those West Coast teams that don't recruit as good as y'all? And y'all tired of playing lackluster football and getting, and getting, and getting your butt spanked about it on the, in the college football playoff? Come to the Big Ten. The Big Ten looks like death row records today. You get, that's nice. Come on, man. <laughs> you gonna have, are you going to have positive or negative energy when you look at a Rose Bowl and it's USC versus Oregon? No, because the tradition, the, the tradition didn't go that far away. Yeah. And at the end of the day, let's call it what it is. Sometimes when the Big Ten champion goes to play for the national champion, national championship, yeah. or the college football playoff, then you play somebody else anyway in the Rose Bowl. Hence, Michigan and Texas, like 04, 05, Vince Young before the big – before yeah. it was 05. It was before the Rose Bowl that everybody knows about. Uh, Texas national champion in 05, and then the be- yeah the best base the best football game I've ever seen the following right, year obviously right, right. the yeah to me the the conference thing is one of them has to die completely and I think it's the Big 12 I think the Big 12 is just not going to survive any of it and you're going to end up with the Big 10 obviously I think the pack whatever it is will end up pulling in a couple more teams obviously the SEC will always be there but if you get like we'll use like West Coast Conference for an example I think Gonzaga has to get out of there I think Gonzaga although they don't have a football program so you're going to end up in a weird situation okay so okay all right well my I'll say this I'll say this to that Gonzaga men's basketball Boise State's Boise State football mm-hmm. Hawaii football no San stadium Di- no stadium down there in Hawaii right now true let yeah. me finish 
San Diego State football, San Jose State football, San Diego State basketball, all of those seven or eight entities I just named make it possible for the pack to stay in the pack and not die out. The Big Twelve, oh, that's a wrap. Why? Right. Why? Okay, you just you just kind you just kind of change what you said, Jordan. This is my theory. Everybody else in Texas is going to go to the SEC and then go from there. So, yeah. That San Diego State thing is interesting, and it hadn't crossed my mind yet because that would be a perfect fit. San Diego State is going to end up in the Pac-12. In, 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 in the Pac-12. They have no choice. Just like Gonzaga men's basketball has no choice to go to the Pac-10. Well, and now with, with NIL, which didn't exist when you were playing, right. the, the way you bring them into the Pac-12 or the Pac-whatever, and then you're going to have that type of money. And by the way, we're talking about San Diego. Like, right. we, like this is the best place you can be in the country. Right. It's not, not even close. Right. I'm like, so geeked about the road trip next weekend. <laughs> you could be Never bringing been. them in. Right. Bringing them in. I like it a lot. Let's grab an early one. That way we're not up against it at 6 o'clock. Lots of good talk with Jordan Mosley. We're laughing a lot here at Hollow Spirit. It's starting to feel it outside. The, hey, the temperature must be dropping because that patio is popping right yeah. now. Yeah, Everyone. It is. it is. Hey, view's sure. pretty good here too. Also, the upstairs is open this weekend. We're two men on. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Opening moments of NBA free agency, and we're breaking it down with Center for the Duke City Gladiators, Jordan Mosley, and uh, I'm having a pretty good time here, if you ask your boys. For sure. Atlanta Hawks fans, you're doing nothing. Boston Celtics fans, you're doing nothing. Nets got Patty Mills for two years, Nick Claxton for two years. How do you feel about that? Who, eh. the Nets? Yeah. yeah. So you mean to tell me yeah. the Nets have the audacity to be doing business <laughs> right now, knowing that they just, man, watch out, man. I don't. Hornets. Who did the Pistons sign today? The, uh, they have got uh, Marvin Bagley, three years, 37 mil. Are you serious? Yeah. You saw Marvin Bagley? There you go. Are you serious? Just happened. Breaking Let's go. news. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> no, I ain't going to lie. We got to get – I don't know I don't know who – I don't know if – I think I think Nerlens Noel isn't, isn't as good as Alec Burks. We can get rid of Nerlens. Okay. We got Marvin Bagley. We got him. We got Sadiq Bay. Oh, I'm a Pistons fan. Yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah. I, ain't, I ain't playing around. We got Kate. You know, we just took – um. We just took our first round pick, uh, my boy Ivy from 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 Purdue. Okay. Yeah. The, yeah. I'll, 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 I get, as y'all can hear, I get out of my radio voice when right. I get excited about my team. Ivy's got that. Ri- <laughs> he's got that rich Detroit connection. He's got right. the whole family. Blood, he got the bloodline up there. Right. Right. Javale, right. JaVale McGee with the Mavericks. All right. I mean, okay. Yeah. DeAndre Jordan, uh, David Reed alongside Jokic up there in Denver. We just talked about your Pistons, Houston, Rasha, Houston Rockets, Ja'Shawn Tate. I don't know enough about him. I don't know enough about Ja'Shawn Tate either. I know he's a sub-three-year pro. Looks like a deal. I want to say he plays somewhere at a, at a Power 5 basketball school. His name sounds very familiar. Maybe Big 12, maybe SEC. I don't know. I do know his name is spelled J-A-Y apostrophe S-E-A-N, correct? <laughs> that is correct. Yeah, I'm a the, real sports Kind of the sure. early analysis is uh, <laughs> that it looks like it's a steal of a deal for the Houston Rockets. And I tell you what, the Rockets, who, I mean, all but gave up last season. Right. You know, all but gave up. Um, positioning themselves in a way, and I don't, I don't exactly know for what, because I feel like the Knicks did that as well, to where it's, hey, we're not necessarily going to load any money on this thing because we know it's coming. And it wasn't this year. A lot of people didn't feel like it was this year. Uh, so see what kind of mix they're going to be in. Pacers haven't done anything yet. Batum to the Clippers. Coffee to the Clippers. Nick Batum went back to the Clippers. Yep. Hey, the Clippers are trying to get all right. They're trying to get back. They're trying to get back okay. John like, Wall. John at the one. Yep. Paul at the two. Kawhi at the three. Batum at the four. Uh, my boy, Zubox. Zubox at the five. I, who who's the who was the guard they had coming off the bench for them? Who's there? Who's some of their bench players for the last Clippers? Year? For Clippers, oh, I would not be able to give that to you. Oh, uh, what's my boy name? Jackson, Reggie Jackson, off the bench, six man. Hey, hey, 
Clippers going to be hiding us here in the West. Uh, L.A. Lakers have done a bunch of stuff. Damian Jones, Lonnie Walker, Troy Brown Jr., Juan Toscano, Anderson. Uh, all these guys are kind of like minimum guys. No, 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 no. Lonnie Walker is one of the better young players in the NBA if you watch the NBA time. Like, while we were talking about off there, like, you're a big sports guy, but you do it more for the culture. Right. I'm a hardcore sports guy. I, it's a lot of games. I'll turn on Lonnie Walker for the Spurs, giving me 20 points. Dunking on the world. I like Lonnie Walker. Lonnie Walker's a good player. One year, good player. One year, six and a half mil. So, that I mean, that looks like a shot. Out of those four, if all four of those guys are potentially not to be made, like if they could get cut, Lonnie going to make it out in four, for sure. And Toscano Anderson just, Anderson just came off the ring. He's still – Ronnie Walker's still better than him. He, uh, it, he'll play. I mean, you're, you're saying it the way it is. He'll right, play. Right. Tyus Jones, two years, $30 million to the Grizzlies. Uh, I talk about the Grizzlies kind of a lot because I'm a big John Morant guy. Mm-hmm. And John Morant, to me, is two years away. And you're like, Fred, I watch him play right now. You can go right now. He's that guy. He can do all that stuff on the court, but I'm telling you it's everything else. It's, it's what's going on in film study. It's what's going on in the leadership role. It's what the coaching staff trusting him, the GMs trusting him. No, the Memphis Grizzlies will never bring in a bigger name than John Morant. My John Morant is there, and that is because they're going to make John Morant the biggest. And this is going to be a part to that. So giving not this year, but next year, uh, Memphis is Easter Conference Finals caliber. And that's how I feel about that squad. Okay, so let me ask you this. Shout out to Crestwood High School in Sumter, South Carolina, where Job Moran is from. There you go. But that being said, I'm a Carolina boy, so I got to shout out to South Carolina any chance I get. So, explain to me who they can acquire to a company with Job Moran that makes them better than the that makes them better than Warriors right now. Yeah, the, next year, next next year now. And by the way, oh, did I say you started the, West? By the way, the Pelicans coming too. Like, they're another really good player away from being as good, if not better, than the Grizzlies, the, in the, my opinion. Yeah, and the Pelicans can play. Because CJ McCollum's working out beautifully for He's them. so good. He's unreal good. And, well, and there's that big chemistry conversation, too, because obviously their guy, Williamson, he's got to figure it out. Right. Like, like, I mean, you can't have a broken wing forever. And, it's, and, it's, and here's the thing. Do we know any dudes who used to have bad ankles? Do we know any dudes who used to have bad knees? We don't. Right. You have that forever. Right. And it's like you're going to get the attention. You're going to get the assistance. I don't mean any harm, but Zion Williamson, I've always had this theory. I've always had this critical theory about guys lying about their age. I wouldn't be surprised if Zion's older than what he is. He's big. He's big a old boy. Big boy. No, no, no. Not the fact he's big. He jumps like, bro, it's ridiculous. Bro. It's unreal. It's ridiculous. Um, I think right now the, the formula in Memphis, though, is – is of that to the one where it's going to be successful? We use uh, I talk about Stephen Adams kind of a lot in this program, where he's a guy who's worth ten million dollars a year. I think he makes more than that, but he's like a ten million dollar a year guy. Yep. And to me, you put a bunch of those kinds of talents around him, and then you bring in like a guard, a Zaire Williams is like guy who I think plays pretty well. But you bring in a guy alongside Morant who can space, who can pull, and let Morant just take over because I want him to have every single play. I want him to have the ball. He's a point guard, obviously. That's cliche. But you want him to have opportunity to go and distribute and trust. But if I need a guy who's going to play a two or like a slashing type of three, I don't know if he's available right now in the NBA. It's not Kevin Durant. It's I mean, any team you put Kevin Durant on is a contender. But you need you need a guy who can complement. Four names come to my mind that can help out Job Morant to be a championship-level team better than, let's just say, the Warriors. Sure. Because I, hear, I heard your comment first. That's what's making me come back to this. Damian Lillard. We're talking about people who, don't, who, don't, who, can, who can be better f- suited being in Memphis. Right. Damian Lillard, C.J. McCollum, Bradley Beal, 
and the guy that isn't going to come to Memphis because there's no space for him in Kevin Durant. You take away KD, I can see a guy like Damian Lillard ending up in Memphis to help out the cause and having John Morant play two card. Olin Depot and Deadman, uh, Miami Heat. So there you go with that. Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, we already talked about Portis. Wesley Matthews, I don't know a ton about. Javon Carter and Joe Ingles. Uh, okay. Okay. The Knicks, I don't know who this So obviously Jalen Brunson's going to go. Jalen right. Brunson, four-year, right. $100 million. They're going to leave plenty of payroll open up there in New York if they want to do a little bit more. And I don't know this Hartenstein kid, this Isaiah Hartenstein, two years, 16 and a half. Uh, cool. Congratulations, my dude. But I got to learn more about you. For sure. For sure. The, and one, the thing to me with the NBA free agency period is, like, everyone knows where everyone's going to end up before this whole thing starts. And I think that's true in most free agency mm, periods. Not so much. Once again, it's crazy because we're on sports radio. Sports radio, sports talk, the television sport, in my opinion, sure. only gives you about 34% of the story. Yeah. That's why if you do the science, do the research. That being said, there's so much going on. Before it hits the news, this is how I know this, how we know this as sports fans. Sometimes a guy sign a contract and hit the news and then they'll rescind it and say he signed with somebody else and reneged yeah, the offer yeah, yeah. the last minute. Perfect example, Kenny Atkinson was going to coach the Hornets. Then he's like, nah, Mike, I'm cool. Yeah. Then they signed Steve Clifford, stuff like that. Well, and following that hole a little bit too, talk about do you want to be the head coach of a team? And by the way, I'm not a big Charlotte guy. I know you are, are like kind of of that part of the country, and sure. you know the experience down there. Do you want to go and spend your final days there as an NBA coach, and maybe not necessarily have the champion or the opportunity to be in the mix of a championship, or do you want to stay a number two guy and be in the mix every single year? Like right. you as an athlete, where does that stand more important to you if you became in that coaching role? <sighs> okay, repeat the last part. Of that so, in if you were to transition to that coaching role, is it more important to? Be the top guy and be a head coach of a team that doesn't necessarily have the chance of success that you currently have as an assistant where you're at. Because that, to me, is the equation here. If I'm an assistant and I have an aspiration to become a head coach one day and I end up going to a place that's less stable than where I was once an assistant coach at, being more comfortable, yeah. that's, called, that's called advancement by attrition. Do you do you feel like Charlotte? I'm, I'm okay with that. That doesn't bother me. Do you feel like that Char- would not bother me? Is Charlotte unstable or stable? I mean, as as quick as you can say that they have the best young superstar in the NBA in Lamelo Ball. Yeah. You unfortunately have to tell the world that Miles Bridges got arrested for felony domestic violence today. Oh wait. So go figure. Yeah. And all I mean. And you just had Kenny Atkinson yep. turn down Michael Jordan. Two is two is two weird. bad two bad or worse than one good. End of story. So unstable, survey says it's, yes. It's weird that the team – it's weird to have a guy in your squad who's going to put on social media like videos of him like drinking lean. It's what? weird that he's going to throw his mouth guard at the fan base. It's weird. Well, the, well, the mouth guard thing was apologized for. He didn't he – didn't, he didn't mean – he did – that was a moment of reaction that he apologized for. Yeah. I'm not going to hold that against him. What I will say, though, is this. Social media is doing too good of a job of allowing – professional athletes who are grown men who have the opportunity and permission and carte blanche to do whatever they want to do in their own time, the opportunity of getting in, getting in trouble just for being on social media. They're doing too good of a job at that. And professional athletes are acting like too much of boo-boo the fools to allow that yeah. to happen. Do you, it's ridiculous. Do you feel Bridges on social media drinking the Do you feel like that is him, the basketball player, or him, the rapper? That's him. Miles Bridges, the guy from Michigan, who's got a little bit of money, and now instead of him being who he really is, he's acting like somebody that he probably isn't in real life. Ooh, I agree with that. 
15 minutes away from handing this one (laughs) off to the Albuquerque Isotopes. Big thank you to Jordan Mosley who sat in with us. He's going to finish out the program. One of them boys, two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to the program. The boys are live at Hollow Spirit at the Mobile John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. Play on Team I-9. Start our days at the YMCA Central New Mexico. Tomorrow night, we're out at the ballpark live on the broadcast. We have a little bit of New Mexico's vodka. Tell her vodka. It's going to be a good little evening out there. Jordan Mosley joining the boys on the program today. Van's not here. Had a little, uh, had something come up, had a run. But Jordan, you took the call, came right away. You one of them, don't you? One of them boys, always ready, ready to go. For sure, man. Gladiators call you here. Stay, always. We ready. call you here. I stay ready, <laughs> so I ain't never got to get ready, baby. That's what my daddy taught me, man. I appreciate it. By the way, let me take one second. And yep. say, You guys at, here in Albuquerque, six ten a.m. Yep. Sports Animal. You guys always extend such a a wonderful olive branch to me in the Aww. sport media world for me to allow yeah. to come on and just continue to spread my wings and fly right. even higher, man. I really appreciate y'all boys all the way around. I'm a big fan of putting your players in their best positions, and for this sure. is letting your best players play. You for know, sure. obviously, you do something real special on your podcast. Talk a little bit about it for me, real quick. Okay, cool. So, um, the number one, the number one and only standalone podcast in the IFL, IFL Weekly with Jordan Mosley. I can say a lot, but the one cool thing about my podcast this year is we have, and I'm announcing now on air, we have the 2022 IFL Weekly. With Jordan Mosley All-Purpose Player of the Year Award. Okay. The all-purpose player in the arena football game today is the most underappreciated and probably most overused guy. Our number one re- uh, leader right now, Jamal Miles from the Arizona Rattlers. He's averaging 125 yards a game, w- touching the ball in the arena ball. That's really amazing. Yeah. The other podcast that I have is the Untied Jordan's Podcast. This, My name is Jordan Mosley. This is the one I'm most familiar with. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So, Taking the, taking the regular topic of sports, the popular topics, the famous topics of sports on a regular daily basis, and I'm tying together the loose ends to be able to give my crowd a full inclusion and full really, really in-depth conversation, in-depth analysis of today's sports world. How's the trajectory of the podcast been, obviously, from where it started to where it's at? Because I, I know when you first started thinking, you're only broadcasting right. your friends and your family, right, and it's a right, whole other right. energy. But, I mean, there's been a lot of growth with your brand. Well, I mean, the thing of it is is this. I had to believe in my dream the way I wanted to believe in it and not and kind of had to weed and X out everybody else who wasn't who wasn't on the same page. Yeah. A lot of people don't know this. Untied Jordans was a two man show at the beginning. He my, my my former co-host did not see my dream the way I did. So I took it my own way. Uh, what is that? Not 2019. Now, three years later, I don't hear from the guy. The, and I'm still doing my thing, so it is what it is. Uh, it's available when and how often? It's available. Well, the Untied Jordans, we're going to have a relaunch. Thinking sometime before Labor Day, I might. I want to do a relaunch for Untied Jordan's Labor Day weekend. Uh, well, I guess you say installment to season two. But season two is currently going on for IFL Weekly with Jordan Mosley. I just had Daquan Neal on the other night. Tucson Sugars Coast quarterback, former Indianapolis Coast quarterback from this year's Ricky Mini Camp. Pretty good. And that will be next Tuesday night, 7 p.m. on my Instagram. Sportshost99 underscore S-P-O-R-T-S-H-O-S-T. 99 underscore sports host 99 underscore Instagram live 7 p.m. Albuquerque time. IFL weekly with Jordan Mosley. Once again, the number one and only 
standalone podcast for the indoor football league. And we'll definitely put something on our social media as we put out the podcast today, which is available at Talk ABQ and all those obvious spots uh, where you already get it. And we'll make sure that your contact information for is sure. there for, for sure. them. Next home game for the Gladiators is July the 16th versus the Northern Arizona Wranglers. And kind of depending on how uh, how the upcoming couple weeks go, that could be one to seal the deal for the playoffs, although it could already be handled before then. Exactly. So with that said, uh, come out and support on the last day of the year. That is July the 16th, home versus the Wranglers. And I think I've talked about this maybe to nauseam on the program, but just the energy, the surrounding, everything that's kind of gladiator football at the event center is done about as well as it can be done. I agree wholeheartedly. And um, any time that I take a platform with uh, with a rep, as, as a player representation of the Duke City Gladiators, we take a lot of pride in being community champions and being um, uh, just having a championship effort, effort towards every type of demographic from a social point of view in our community. Albuquerque, we love you. We know that y'all love us back, and we just continue to appreciate all the support that we get as, a whole entire, as an entire business conglomerate such as the Duke City Gladiators. There is a lot of community impact. That's the thing that's kind of neat to me is – you know, we move around and we, and we do the things we do, but there's always a presence of Duke City Gladiators. Sure. A, you know, and it's a very good logo, obviously. It's iconic. People love to wear it. But it's whenever you go to something where people are helping, the Gladiators are already there ahead of us. For sure. So a big for shout sure. out to Gina Thomas and the leadership group over there and the way they're doing it. And obviously for bringing Jordan back. So, I mean, they had some time away from the team. That What was that? A little bit of discovery? A little bit of getting the, the body right? A little bit of what? Well, I had a uh, reconstructive so- shoulder surgery September 30th of 2021. Double labrum tear. AC joint arthroscope and a rotator cuff arthroscope from my doc from my from my uh, doctor heads out there my nurse heads out there. From there, I uh, relocated to Cincinnati, Ohio, and I became a, a state tested nurse's aide. Mm-hmm. So I like to take care of people. I'm really really good at it. Other than dealing with maybe changing 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 soil, linen, and diapers at work is pretty cool, man. I miss my <laughs> residence, as a matter of fact. But um, other than that, procuring my podcast, I do private security contracting, and I was training to make sure I, when it was time I could re-procure my space in the IFL as one of the premier linemen that the game has to offer. When you physically felt like you were up to the challenge again, what what was that conversation with the Gladiators? How quickly did that happen, and who established it? Um, It was one phone call. I spoke to Coach Sherman after a particular game. We played a particular team. I won't go into detail. And um, he asked me if I was ready, and I told him, of course I am. Yeah. And uh, 48 hours later, I was where I needed to be, back home. That's about the longest drive, though, isn't it? Uh, nah, flu. <laughs> <laughs> it's too far, man. It's too far. However, last year, I did take a Greyhound home, just on the home. Like, I like to travel like that sometimes. Yeah. Like, I'm a scenic guy. 36 hours. It's stupid long. It's the, ridiculous. It's so funny you just brought that up. I did the same thing during COVID. I took the Amtrak. Yeah. And it's, I could have flown. I could have done whatever. Right. And I was, I was like, well, you know, I've never done taking the Amtrak across right. the country. So I take it to St. Louis, right. 24 straight hours. And, like, Kansas on, I'm like, it could have been 100 hours. Right. Like, this is. You saw absolutely <laughs> nothing, bro. I'm already knowing. <laughs> I'm already knowing, bro. It's the worst. <laughs> the sun was setting on Kansas. I'm like, yeah, this is about right. This is this is gonna be good. This yeah. is that's uh, the yeah, one this, for me. This, this is really this is really entertaining. I still <laughs> I still stick over in about eight minutes. Uh, any final thoughts on the opening day in NBA free agency? Anything that's jumping out oh, at man. you? I mean, the, let's okay. Let, I'll give you five points. Yep. Number one, the Brooklyn Nets are a dumpster fire. I agree. Number two, Kevin Durant, to me, is showing me. Slowly but surely, that he can never and will never lead his own influence towards winning a championship as the head of his own team. He is kind of disappointing. He's the softest athlete I think I've ever – he's 10-ply toilet paper. This is my thing. 
I'm going to vehemently disagree with you because I spent time growing up as a kid in PG County, Maryland. He's a very tough SOB. Okay. But by the same token, professionally, he's too delicate. Agreed? He, I, w- I would say emotionally and mentally, yes. Physically, I think he can go. Oh, best player in the world. Yep. But as a professional athlete, very delicate. Agreed? I agree. Okay, yeah. cool. Third point, huh. your, Knicks, your Knicks are trying to get better. My Pistons are trying to get better. Yeah. It's a good day to be a Knicks fan or a Pistons <laughs> fan. Number four, um, I don't know. I'm, I mean, everybody's kind of doing the expected thing. So to see the KD news today was kind of refreshing because everybody was kind of expected to do what they do. The, Brad, the Bradley Bill Supermax, the Jalen Brown extension, I mean the Jalen Brunson extension, et cetera, et cetera. And number five, I wonder if Kyrie Irving is done stirring the pot in the NBA. And, oh, by the way, the L.A. Lakers got something up on their sleeve. Those are my five pillars for the day in relation to the opening day of NBA free agency for us. My big takeaway was James Harden. So James Harden not taking the 47 I thought yeah. was crazy because that's 47 mil. But he's meeting allegedly with the Sixers this weekend, and they just brought in P.J. Tucker. And that, to me, is a, is a deal. Because that's his buddy. That's, that's his, his buddy. dude. Yeah, three-year deal. So you're going to – not necessarily is he going to have to be the point guard every time, and I think that's good for him. Right. Let him move without the ball, catch the ball, release the ball. Right. And then uh, being a, playing with the boys is a big deal. Always in professional sport because it's such a rare it's, it's a, such a, it's such a rare occasion. But what I've been hearing on um, the major four letter uh, sport conglomerate on television today was saying basically James Harden is only like how can I say this really quick? He's he's not he, he's he's turning down forty seven right now to try to get a hundred right now right. from somebody who will be dumb enough to give it to him. That's basically what they said. So I wonder we'll, I, we'll see. I'm curious if he ends up with. A four-year hundred somehow. I think that would be not enough. I think that'd be low. Well, you got to think about it. James Harden. He's easily two hundred plus million dollars in. He's trying to collect money. So if I'm taking that money, if I'm if you're giving me three digits and I'm James Harden, I'm not old James. I'm not the same James Harden. I'll take it. They changed the rules because of they changed the freaking rules. Yeah, but here's the thing: he's no longer taking advantage of the rule change. That's the key. That's that's the that's the meat and potatoes of not it. Not growing, not you know adapting I mean? with it. Yeah, exactly. The, you still ain't killing the game. They changed the game for you to kill it. You ain't killing the game. What's the problem? Major disconnect with me. You know what I mean? There's a center in Philadelphia that make me want to stay there. It's a different style of basketball out there. Here's my thing. I just feel like at the end of the day, Joel Embiid is going to be Joel Embiid regardless of who's his teammate. That's why I love him. That's why he's my favorite player in the NBA. I like that. He gets. He just gets after you. He just gets after you. He gets after it, period. Jordan Mosley, thank you so very much, big dog. For sure, for it. Appreciate this, you, Oh, backwards handshake that didn't make it to the air. The, uh, no final words from you. I am going to say good job, everyone. GG. We'll see you at the Ice Toast Park tomorrow night.